saying this is the Miss Manual Podcast episode uh, 15. And today we have guest Janika. Did I say Jen- that? Jenica. Oh my God, Jenica. <laughs> and simply all we're doing today, is, again, I say it every episode, it's just share perspectives, share the story of, for females in the automotive industry, regardless if they're a mechanic or they just have a passion for driving or whatever it may be. There's nothing like out here like it. So if it resonates with you, if the story resonates with you, share it with yourself, obviously, number one. But number two, share it with somebody uh, that you feel like can help along their journey in the mod- automotive industry. So um, in the meantime, Jenica, how are we doing on this lovely, what's today, Tuesday? Tuesday, yes. Okay, cool. I lose track of days, but how are you doing today? I'm good. Pretty much just relaxing, drinking boba, my favorite drink. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I'll start with my first question. And so I, I, I think it, I don't know if you caught it last time, but before I cut out, but my question was before we got really interrupted by my excitement was if you had to give an insight to your followers, because one thing that I figure I find, I come to find out as far as on Instagram, us being on it, we have a perception of how we are online. And so one of the things that makes this exciting, it gives the opportunity for your followers and people online that that really that really have a fan base for females like yourself in the community uh, to get more personal with you. So if you had maybe 30 to 60 seconds to explain who you are to your followers, what would you say? Um, so basically, I am more passionate when it comes to writing. I'm more of a person who I'm actually more expressive when it comes to writing, which is why I created more of my blog. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really the type to go in front of a camera and kind of talk about my car. I'm more expressive when it comes to writing because I just feel like there's more connection to it for my followers to actually read about things and what I've done to my car. And it also gives them the opportunity and the insight to be like oh this is the part that I got or this is what I've been doing and here's the link and here's the website and it gives more of a network and connection to relate Mm -hmm. to other shops and other people to read an article versus more like standing in front of a camera and doing music and kind of like showing my face and just saying hi you guys this is (laughs) you know (laughs) so I'm more like I'm more talkative in regards to like just really a one-on-one personal and connection to my car and others. Most definitely. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Like, cause when I, I've, I've been reading, I've been following you as a stalker, one of your stalkers <laughs> for a while, but uh, uh, I, I read your, read your blog and I can definitely see the passion in it. Like there's a lot of attention to detail. Like, like when you refer to your S2000, it's like Baymax. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's like, you can just tell like, you were just screaming that as you typed it, like it really meant something not only to you, but you really wanted to get a message across. So I'm like, I can, I can tell how, like how much your Baymax it means to you in, in the sense of just the journey overall. But like, that's another thing. Um, how long have you had your S2000? So I've had uh, my S2000 for about three years. Okay. It was actually supposed to be like a show car. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up, like, not grew up, I got more involved in the car community in car shows mm-hmm. and going to car meets and everything. And then, so when I bought my my first car, the DA9, 
okay. was more like I just wanted to be car show. That's how I got involved with car meets, you know, joining car clubs, things like that. And then mm-hmm. I got the S2000 and I completely wanted to do like car show and bringing it and building it and doing like a wide body and everything. And that was a, like the complete journey to why I called it Baymax it was like Project Baymax is a wide body. It's going to be white. It's going to have a wide body. It's going to be red interior. It's going to be all nice wheels, like a three-piece or one-piece wheels that are, like, custom and this and that. And then that's why I called it Baymax because it was, like, from the character Big Hero 6. Because <laughs> I was like, he's white and fluffy, and that's the, that's the whole wide-body concept to it. And then I started getting into track last December, mm. and it made me shift just – as a person, as a car enthusiast, just just being more related into mechanics-wise mm-hmm. and just more about the people and the car and myself and the relationship between my car and myself. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I, I was... I was in awe as you were explaining that. I just, I can just feel the passion. And again, I just had to, <laughs> I had to set my phone down because if I held it, I would drop it and then I'll be like, what the hell? Why did and it then- <laughs> <laughs> So, but um, did Jenica get started? Um, what was the curiosity or passion in the automotive industry? Like, how did that start? Like, were you introduced to it or did you, did, you, did somebody, did you have a mentor? Or was it your father? Like, how did that start? And then we can go from there. Uh, so basically, my dad and my brother were always like interested in cars. My dad used to have like a Supra when he was younger mm. and when he was like when he first came here to the States. And then he was always talking about cars with my brother. And, you know, mm. I was always like in the backseat, always listening or I was just very like interested. You know, he always bought like car magazines and everything like that. And it all started, honestly, was I kind of knew that. When I wanted to drive, I just wanted to learn manual. I was like, I just want to drive stick shift. Mm-hmm. And then in <laughs> around 2008, because my brother is actually two years younger than I am, and I'm 24, by the way, mm-hmm. he bought a 300ZX. And I was like, wow, I want a car like that. It was just I got pretty jealous because he was only in like eighth grade, and I was like in sophomore year of high school. And I was like, I, when <laughs> I want my first car, like, why did he get that? So my dad bought the 300ZX because he was always, like, interested in cars. And then that was actually going to be my mm-hmm. brother's cars. And then I just kind of knew when I – my goal was when I was, like, a senior in high school or once I got my driver's license, I just wanted to get a Civic, an EK hatch, just, like, the typical, mm-hmm. like, my first Honda car <laughs> is going to be, like, an EK or an EG and the whole hatchback and everything. And that was, like, my goal. Awesome. Um, but it turns out I ended up getting an Integra DA9. And and then, okay. honestly, what got me more involved with car-wise, because I was just always interested about it. And then mechanic-wise, mm-hmm. it was a little intimidating for me, but it was something I wanted to learn. And then mm-hmm. what got me more involved with the car community was um, with my boyfriend. He's actually – he has a Honda Prelude. And that is when I got introduced with the car community. Like, there was so much more to cars and the community behind it. He just opened up a new It door. did. So, I just seeing going to car meets and them bonding just because you have one similar car. It's really what opened my eyes up and what made me fall in love with it. And then when I got my DA9, 
that was kind of what I was hoping for in that community. But then I realized just because you have different cars, there's a completely different community between each car. So the DA9 Integra community was completely different from the Prelude community, which was fine. And then... Would you say your personal experience and the difference just from your perspective as far as the community within the community? Because that's something we I like to dive into because me personally, how I came in, how I was introduced to the car community overall, like I came into super unbiased. And then when I came into it, I learned about all of these these slangs and like example, like everyone always talks about Mustangs exactly. and, you know, it's all about the Mustangs I'm, I, and I came to I'm like what, what you, like why is that a thing like I was just so like dumbfounded so if you kind of give your your uh your, your POV on that yeah I mean there's always those jokes between each car you know the Subarus the Mustangs this and that S2000s and Preludes <laughs> and there's always you know those versus Nissan versus Toyota and but for me I try not to think about I don't like to think about that when it comes to other people's right. cars and especially if I go to car meets or car shows or just meeting other car enthusiasts, because that's not why I'm there. I'm not there to judge right. other people or their cars or what they've done. Yes. If I see something that I don't, that I question about or I don't like, doesn't mean there's no, there's bad intentions behind it. Um, everyone mm-hmm. just has their own style, their own motive and the way they just want to, have their run their car right. and you know there's always the argument between you know authentic versus the ebay parts and things like that but to me it doesn't <laughs> matter and between cars but in the end it's all the same passion and in the end we're we all love cars so it doesn't really matter like who owns what in the end it's just like you're right. all here for the same reason and you want to share the same passion. One hundred percent. It's it's like it's going it's going more into it curious than you know judgmental. You're kind of seeing what resonates with you more than you know. Oh, that doesn't really match my style. I, I feel like that's kind of how it it's it's projected. Like the the motives is backwards. It's like you're supposed to go into it curious versus you know with the intention of you know oh that doesn't I don't like that I don't like that oh I kind of like that but they could have did that so. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, exactly. Hundred <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're on here again. This is amazing because, like I said, it's just this. There's this gap. There's this gap of just not only just people talking about these things, but again, it's just it's it, it's it's a lot more. It's a lot more in people's heads than people realize when it comes to stuff like this. And it's it's great to. It's great to share your story and so many more because there's people out there. I say it every time. People are like you sound like a a, de- a doormat, a dead doormat. Is, but people feel like they're by themselves. They feel like it's just themselves, or they feel like they're only going through these certain things. So again, it's super appreciative for you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of. Of course, and you know it's always different, especially when you're a female in the car community, because you know, ninety percent, mm-hmm. or if anything, it's mostly all male dominant, but. Being a female, uh-huh. it, it's very different, but mm-hmm. you learn to kind of just deal with it as you go. Mm-hmm. But it's also interesting the way people will approach you, but you kind of just learn how to project you yourself. Ever off- huh? You ever catch anyone off guard? Like you just you talk, you like 
you walk up, regardless if it's a car meet or maybe even someone that's cool or casual, maybe your friends, maybe starting out, you catch them off guard, just maybe you talking about your car or anything like that, just as much as you know, especially the guys. Have you ever had that experience where they're like, what? Yeah, I have. It's more like you can <laughs> yeah. tell you, the, the tone shifts. You come up to them, mm-hmm. you approach them, and they're just like, they ask whose S2000 that is. And then after that, when they realize, like, it's mine, they're like, oh, like I thought and then they're completely like they're interested either way but it's more like more of a interest like oh so what have you done to it and this and that but it's a it's a great I guess conversation starter at the same time but (laughs) it's always it's fun it's pretty much it's always fun to see the reactions of people's face when they're just like oh you're the owner it's like yes I'm the owner hi (laughs) I love asking that question because it's like, for me personally, like there's some guys out there, just, I don't know, the ego and just how things have always been in the past. Like people like Fast and Furious came out and that was like the start of when you saw women in the automotive where it was kind of, it's just for me at least, I'm not going to speak for everybody where you, my, my personal perspective is just like, damn, that'd be awesome to have a female that was just in the cars as any guy that's that works on cars, so on and so forth. And, and I was going to say something, um, but it's awesome to just see that, that head turn because I love, it's kind of, I, I say it as if women are like an underdog in a sense, because it, it does shock you, but I'm all for it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's awesome to hear people either shocked or just like caught off guard in a <laughs> sense to know that women out there, because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like I've, I've talked to numerous women in the industry and, it comes in all shapes and sizes and names and it really just comes down to the passion and your environment and it comes up it comes from a variety of people so I'm glad I'm glad you have you have that um, you've had that experience and you've made that impact because that's what it's all about it's all about breaking stigmas and just changing people's perspectives because I want this I don't want this to necessarily be a big deal I want it to be a big deal now but I also want this to be the norm like I want to walk into a mechanic shop I say in the next five years and and out of the employees there's three girls and one guy like I don't want that to be like weird like what what's going yeah. on like, it's, like that's that right there just I don't know I'm excited I, I talk a lot I try not to do that but um I go to the next question <laughs> no I love listening to it <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Like I said, I, I try to. I literally have my hand over my mouth when I when I heard you talk because I was gonna say like a million things. I was like, "Don't say anything." She's like talking. She's on the roll, but I get so excited. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is is your uh, is your S2K your your daily? Yes, it is. <laughs> awesome. How many miles? Um, I'm going to hit. I'm around one eighty eight, one eighty five, almost at the two hundred mark. Mm, yeah okay and what was what was your first uh modification when you got your uh stk my f- if you could remember my first what uh, modification um so hmm first modification so with the s2000 <laughs> the previous owner it was already a modified kind of like a show car look on the car it already had like okay. wheel suspension it had a hard top and everything but my the the main important thing that I wanted to focus on the car was mm-hmm. performance and reliability because I wanted to okay. attack on things that were the issues of the car 
So like motor wise, um, anything in regards to like suspension, things that need to be fixed, because to me, that was more important than trying to make it mm-hmm. look nice. So right. I didn't modify it in regards to the looks. I changed things when it came to I had a motor rebuild because there was a lack of oil and attention and just from previous owners that I had to fix. And then the only like show car kind of thing that I did was change the interior because like I said, I wanted to do the red um, interior for project Baymax. And then I wanted to do the wheels, but Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I held off on anything exterior wise because of the fact that I was pushing towards the wide body. So Mm -hmm. everything I got for um, exterior wise, I kind of just put off in either like in my room, like I wanted a hard top, a different hard top. And I put that in my room or I put the wide Mm -hmm. body in the storage and I wasn't because for me, I wanted to collect all the parts and then slap on and save for the paint and everything. So I just focused more on the fluids and making sure the the wheels, the alignment, because it had a lot of issues when it came with suspension and why I had different camber on one side versus the other. And then I found out they were, they were either bent and then something was wrong with the motor. So that was like the journey of the S2000 was for the past like one, per, past three years, I just had to make the car better because mm-hmm. it was just worn out and the things that I had been, go- I had gone through with the previous owners, it wasn't well taken care of. So I wanted to take care of this car, which is why like when I started posting about my car, just okay. more of, you know, making it reliable because it is my daily driver. So I didn't want to kill tires. <laughs> and then it was just more like when I, went to the shop I was like I wanted to it was funny because I went back to that same shop where the previous owner used to take for their alignment and they were like you you were trying to do something completely opposite than what the previous owner wanted to do she wanted they wanted more camber and everything and I was like now you're trying to like do reverse and I was like I know <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like yep yeah, you're, you're like you're, you're trying to take her from scratch and you know rebuild her up like into this big Something completely it wasn't, but that's that's cool. Like I love that. I love that you just really made it your own. And again, that's what it's about at the end of the day. Like it sounds like you really you really enjoy the process. Like I always see you post, and this is leading to my last question. Um, like I saw the other day, was it was I'm, I read I might have read it wrong. Did you change out your clutch, or did you change out your brother's clutch? Um, for the S two thousand, I changed out all three pedals. Okay, and how was that? I, I, I'm I, I'm reading the I read the caption uh, when you posted it uh, the other day, and you're like, <laughs> like "This shit's hard." Like, talk, take me through that. Like, is that is that maybe the hardest uh, hardest thing you've maybe worked on is in terms of just wrenching in general? Like, what's the hardest thing you've had to tackle thus far with your S2K uh, in terms of maybe fixing something or uh, figuring out or diagnosing something, figuring out what's wrong. Uh, what was the most challenging thing you faced? That one was actually the most challenging because I've done little small projects here and there, um, like changing out, just doing like mounts, like little modified mounts for trying to do for the track mm-hmm. for like camera work and then trying to replace like a radio cover 
or doing my carpet. Um, But most of the time, like my boyfriend would help me. But for the clutch pedals or the the pedals in general, that was pretty tricky because just the little amount of space that you had to work with, that was just completely different. But my instructor, AJ, was he always offers to help me ever since I started with track. Mm -hmm. So he... His he wants to get me more involved mechanically wise with my car myself because at the end of the day, if I'm running my my laps during track and during my sessions, and then I go off track or something happens or I spin out, he won't always be there. Like at the, sometimes, everyone can't help me, right. and I can't rely on them. I have to be able to pull off to the side in the cold pits look at my car, diagnose it, look at it saying what's leaking, what's going on, what's the problem here, where's my tire pressure, like what's that, you know, what, where's the problem, fix it within the, that hour that I have to go back to my next session. Mm-hmm. So that's something he wants me to learn and he's actually, I'm thankful that he's been helping me with that. So I've learned how to like with the bearings and the hub and just things like that I've never been able to experience and work on. So we worked on my pedals and he would kind of guide me in a way he would look under, he would like, tell me what we're going to do. And this is like what we're going to try to attack on. And then we'd switch over and then I would take on it and then I would go under and he would tell me like, this is what needs to be done. And then it was hard though. It was hard. And then he's just more like, he kind of lets me do it on my own. Just like when I put it on my suspension Mm -hmm. when I did my when I put back the stock suspension that was also tricky as well but that wasn't I think that was actually easier than doing the pedals okay for some reason I don't know why (laughs) but replacing the shocks and everything and doing that but the tricky part with with that was like the control arms and everything but I was able to do that and just go from like rear end to the front end and then doing that but with the pedals it was just so tricky because you have like all the wiring down there you have such a small amount of space luckily I'm small I'm only 4'11 so I was able to fit down there but it's still so hard but I respect like a lot of mechanics who can do this on a daily every day in their shop and it's just like wow I just this takes me a full maybe six hours or so but for them to just do it within I don't know a couple hours it's just amazing right the, the patience that mechanics have <laughs> do that relentlessly over and over and over and then come have to become a guru and just diagnosing just different problems with different cars every single day and keeping in mind what you did three days ago with that car and then another, like that's yeah it's it's definitely insane and for you to put six hours into that and complete it that's i'm sure that was a big whew, moment like oh. yeah <laughs> I don't ever want to do that again. He's like, nah, I'm not trying to do that. I was like, I do not want to do this again. That's, that's awesome. But I'm happy it's in. It's 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 such a great satisfaction knowing that you worked on your car, though. That's the biggest thing that I love about working on my car is just after that. It's like, I did it. I did this, you know? You enjoy the process. And I feel like I feel like your mentor is name. You said his name's AJ? Or, yes. Okay. It sounds like he has a really big influence, and he he really has a uh, how do I say it? He's he's really helping you just become more independent 
in, in terms of just, you know, going about your journey with, with, you know, diagnosing things. So that's awesome that, that you have that, um, that's in that sense, as far as, you know, yes. you, you'll show it to you maybe a couple of times, but he's like, all right, after the third time, uh, yeah, you he's, gotta like figure it out. He's a great instructor for the track and just learning to teach me about my car in the S2000. So that's super grateful for that. And I love tracking and it's great to learn and kind of be mentoring under somebody and like learning their experience and what they have to share with others. Amazing. Amazing. And lastly, I do have like a billion questions, but <laughs> due to technology and sometimes it want to work and sometimes it doesn't, I'm going to go ahead and keep it short. Um, but lastly, no, first off, before I ask my last question, where can people find you um, and find your blog and just follow your journey overall? Because I know you have a few Instagram pages in your blog. Huh? Uh, for those who are listening, you give them the, the, the links or the, the information for that so they can follow your journey. So I did create a blog. I have a website called projectbaymax.com, and that's basically blogs from the very beginning of when I first started my car, when I first bought my car, to the process of trying to go wide body into track. And then there's different sections to it where I started creating track diaries because some people felt like I want I should be in front of a camera. Mm. And then I just never really got to that. But I'm I'm working on it. But it's still it's it's so hard to vlog and edit and everything. And then <laughs> but that's my main pages projectbaymax.com which just shows the whole s2000 and the history behind it and track versus my blogs and then i have my second instagram page um baymax s2k i mainly created that just because it was more of a link towards the website Mm -hmm. it was just basically saying like oh i just posted or i would take content from my from my website and kind of just post it on that Instagram page. Okay. But I would just say just projectbaymax.com. That's just everything is there. And my, my Instagram, Jenica Denise. Awesome. That's just everything. Cause I don't really touch project uh, Baymax S2K Instagram as much. It's right. kind of hard to like juggle so much media and everything. Yeah. So I'm just like, tell me about I'll, it. <laughs> I'll just stick to one. So I, I mean, props to you. You're always posting and, doing videos and igtv and it's respect a, to respect to you <laughs> it, yeah it's a lot of work but again it's it's for a bigger cause because like that's for me and then the girls that i work with it's that's what it's about it's it's that's what gives me the fuel every day to really help because again I, I i see there's a void i see there's a lack and to be able to be a part of it and like i say you're a part of it uh to be part of the first again this manual uh the, the first podcast for females in the automotive industry can honestly not only just be influential but it can change lives because again there's nobody out there doing it and to have you as one of the first 100 episodes i think like i said this is uh, episode 15 out of 100 uh it's pretty exciting because people are gonna be able to listen this over and over and over and over while they're working on their car while they're you know while while they're at work or whatever may be um and then that leads to my last last question um for those who are listening or maybe someone that's on their journey uh if you had to maybe tell yourself uh your three year younger self um stuff something you know now what would you tell yourself three years ago that you know now into maybe people that are listening now um as far as 
I don't know, I don't know, maybe just how to really go about the process of being an automotive community or really building their car or just working on it, if that makes sense. I know that was really vague <laughs> in the sense I wanted to kind of keep it open to Wimby with what you wanted to say, but is that do I have to reframe that or is that too I think too I get it. Okay. Honestly, I would say if I were to tell myself three years ago, do a lot of research, Mm -hmm. network a lot, Okay. try not to jump into things because I should have either waited or I think I just jumped into things too soon. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I didn't do as much research in the market as I should have or gotten to know more people better. Okay. before trying to jump into things and but that's at the end of the day though that's just something you learn though as a car enthusiast and just in the community there's always going to be it's a long journey and you can't really like fix things or try to go back and turn things around but I have learned after I'm, I'm a very different person than I was when I first bought my Integra versus owning the S2000 now and a lot of it just has to do with be open to meeting people and not judging people mm-hmm. and just meeting people within the same community because you don't want to block yourself out because then you block yourself for many other opportunities. Wow. That, that was, that's insightful. And <laughs> to add on to that, um, you said you're a different person from when you owned your interrogate to now your S2K go, kind of go into that. And then we'll, we'll close it off with that. Like how personally you feel like, not only your journey in the automotive industry, but just going from your Integra to uh, to now having your S2K to all of your cars, how would you say it mentally it made you different or just it you evolved from that standpoint? Kind of going in what you meant by that. Um, basically, I just, I felt like I jumped into the car community because it was just based on shows and looks and everything without realizing the whole community base behind it and there's just so much more and more people that you meet and the journey with the s2000 it's made me meet more people and connect with more people than i would have thought a couple years back when i had the da so it's i love it and it has made me grow as a car enthusiast just like i said on a one one one-on-one perspective of growing with my car and just learning about it because there's always something that I am learning about the S2000. And I probably, I'll, I'll, I'll tack on a project once and then I'll forget it. Not really forget it, but <laughs> it's, always, it's always different, you know. And then each day that you are with your car, it's always different. Whether, obviously, you know, you'll have a great day and then all of a sudden something will happen. And you're just like, why? I just fixed this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just fixed this, and then you'll cry. I mean, at least I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I've been there. Oh, yeah. fixed now. All of a sudden, something's ticking. Something's making a noise. You just turn the radio up slowly. Like I'll deal with it when I get home. Exactly. Like, Can't win to lose. Exactly. There's always a car will never be finished. You know, a build will never be finished. There's always something that you want to do next. Sensational. <laughs> I pre- like you don't understand I say it to everyone but again this means a lot for you to hop on here and I truly appreciate you for hopping on here 
Uh, it means the world to not only me, but again, this is bigger for a bigger cause. This is really going to, this has the opportunity to affect and really, really help somebody along their journey. So again, thank you once more. No, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this podcast. Not a problem. And again, I know there's a lot to talk about and technology has been weird today. So again, if you want to talk <laughs> again or you have a topic that you want to chat on, again, I would love to have you on again and as long as you're willing and maybe like I said, down the future, because again, it's more, the more chatter, the better. Don't, and you said, oh man, I, I talk too much. No, it's great that you talk <laughs> as much as you did. I, I, sometimes these things go on for an hour and 30, but <laughs> we want to keep it chopped up because like, Ex- yeah. Yeah. But um, again, for those who want to reach out to uh, Jenica, feel free to go ahead and reach out to her. And what's your, uh, your Instagram handles again? And then in your, um, your, your website. Uh, my website is www.projectbaymax.com. And then my Instagram is Jenica Denise. Awesome. Awesome. And again, if this resonated with you, feel free to not only share with yourself, but share it with someone. Again, we're not asking to buy anything. However, a bunch of you guys have been asking to contribute and buy something. We don't have anything to buy. The 100th episode, there will be merchandise for those who want to support in some shape or form. So in the meantime, if you want to buy something, help us get to the 100th episode. Help us share this with one person because it can honestly change someone's life. And so until next time, have a sensational day or night, wherever you are. And until <laughs> next time, have a great one, Jenica. Thank you, Sean. Have a great day. Not a problem. Bye.